What's going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Nerds of the Round. It's your boy Tone from across the hall. We're coming off a brief hiatus. We haven't been on for a while, but we're really excited to get the ball rolling and bring in another episode with the crew. So with me, as always, are two-thirds of the team. On my left. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. left. Yeah, that's you. It's on your boy left. Wall. What's going on? <laughs> and to my to the front. I was so doing a video. Fashion. What's going on, everybody? Um, if you haven't seen us, we recently came back. Well, two thirds of us recently came back from Beyond Con over at Hofstra University, and from what I heard, it was an awesome fucking success. What oh, about you guys? Man, it was so much fun. But what are we talking about today? What yeah. So what are we talking about today? So there's a lot of things for us to talk about today so because much. we've been off the the Spotify for quite a while, but we wanted to discuss the boys. Amazon's new show, adapted from yeah, if the y'all comic haven't book. Caught this by now. <laughs> by the time we're recording this, we're already in September. Like, yo, do yourself a favor. Just go, go binge, enjoy yourself. Turn this off right now, because there will be go spoilers ahead. Spoilers. You know how tone gets. Yeah, there will be spoilers. Sa- the savage tone comes yeah, out. It's pretty bad. So, do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go check it out. Thank us later. Okay, we love you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the show was uh, an adapted comic book series, and Amazon bought the property, and they have made it into, they did the first season, eight episodes, and even before the first season aired for public viewing, they announced the second season, which will be coming out next year which we're very 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 excited by yes um it, the comic is written by garth uh, garth ennius and written and drawn by Derek robertson so after watching the show i couldn't help myself and i decided to read the comic book run <laughs> and send us clips and of send really crazy and stuff. send the guys yo, clips uh, all yo, of screenshots of all the crazy shit that happens in the comic the entire time <laughs> your man's reading it would just be the yo and then we won't hear anything, and then just screen cap, screen cap, screen cap. Yeah. So let's talk about the boys. What'd you guys think? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because you, you, you were the, la- you were the late one watching. It, I was, sure. I was. I got, I got a really late start into it. I think I was watching something else, whatever, or just needed time. But yo, it is such a refreshing, and I think this is this has been the um, the overall like feeling for a lot of people. The Arrowverse kind of shows got stale. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they got a little stale. And it's not that we didn't want superhero shows again or the, um, the even comic book adaptation shows. We just wanted something a little bit different. I think not- we're at that, that graduation level where it's like before you had your camp, then you had your superhero shows, then you had this. We're at right. that graduation of stories where we Cause, needed cause something. We're at a point now you figure we got... Uh, Deadly Class, which was amazing. So mad that they canceled that show. Uh, we got Umbrella Academy now. Yep. You know, we get we got the boys. Like we have all these adap- adaptations that are like, oh, these are comics. You're allowed to do that in these comics. Yeah. Like <laughs> when you're not held by Marvel or DC, exactly. you're allowed to do all like, these crazy and, things. You know, and it's refreshing uh, also for newer newer generations and newer audiences who don't know anything outside of Marvel and DC yeah. to see something that's being ad- adapted and be like, Oh shit. Like we can do this. Like there's so much more than the, like the, the big two essentially. Yeah. I, I just love that when, um, that opening sequence, 
when he's with his girlfriend. Um, which is that kind of set the tone already of what um, was going on when, when she gets turned to a Bronx chopped cheese. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was waiting. See, Yo. see, wait, the savage tone is released and he's being loose. This is like this Yo, is like watching uh, Bruce Banner. All, first of all, that was and then the Hulk. not only savage, but that is the most Bronx reference we've probably <laughs> ever had on the show, and we're all diehard Bronx. That was probably the most. Like accurate Bronx description I've ever heard. I well mean, we played. need to fit a bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> and there with you an, go with an Arizona iced tea. Because <laughs> nothing makes that meal all the better like an Arizona iced tea. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, that that first few minutes set the tone for the show, and it's like, um. It, like it gets me excited for like you know again what they're doing with a lot of these superhero shows that um are now um getting deeper and deeper in stories like for example we've had that discussion where how captain america civil war was more of a spy movie it wasn't a superhero flick we're getting to this point where films are graduating shows are graduating and um again it's showing that you can tell more stories with superheroes and what the boys did and what i saw it took these standard superhero tropes that we've come to know and love, like um, for example, they 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 mass they they mirror the Justice League, and kind of flip it on its ass and go an unexpected route. And actually, as a matter of fact, I think the show was watered down compared to what was done in the comic, and they even cut out a scene. Yes, well, the scene they cut out wasn't even well, wasn't in the comic. How much source material did they stick to? So the main plot, like line, if you gave like a a percentage, they stuck to like like sixty five seventy percent of it. Which is not for that for that for that for that arc for what they're doing, which, so is, like, which is not bad. But, but there by were comparison. but there were some creative changes that yeah. I think probably um, that I think are going to happen to bring in more characters or to use different actors. So like, um, uh, Stillwell, whatever the woman's name is, when she, okay. when, when Homelander kills her, that character. Well, one that character is a is a male in the comic. He's alive. But they brought in uh, Gene Carlo Esposito to be the president of the company, who I think is going to play a bigger role okay. and kind of reflect the type of character we saw in the comic, who's, who, who, who's super serious, isn't scared of soups, doesn't take any of their shit. Okay. So I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, because she was a little, she was a little scared of Homelander as you saw it. I, yeah, I think she was, she was like breaking down and realized she was losing control of Homelander. Yeah. And also the biggest change between the show and the comic was the reveal that butcher's wife is alive um and the child of homelander is alive because you think the both of them are dead from the show but they flip it but in the comic book she's like definitely dead and that that baby is definitely dead (laughs) yeah uh in the comic i mean not to go super spoily but in the comic the way that works out he's sleeping there's they're sleeping they're asleep and then he wakes up to his wife dead and the the fetus floating in the air with the red eyes with the umbilical cord still like attached bright burn oh, yeah <laughs> it's really rough it's a pretty it's a, it's a the panel's like intense but yeah and for it to still be like 65 70% accurate as intense as the comic was i feel like the show was like whole like all right you guys watch black mirror like that first 
season one, episode one, they fucking came out swing with that with that episode. pick fucker, basically. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of gives you, it, it kind of sets the tone for what this series is. <clears throat> with the boys, it kind of felt like that in the in the first like yeah. scene where you're just like, oh, this is what we're getting. And into. even and even like um, what was it when um the girl got recruited into that and then um she had to go through that with this guy. What's his face? The, the deep, the deep, and that's worse. Than yeah, the book. he went to deep. Yeah, and that's, that's worse. Yeah. And it's you worse. Showed than, us. You showed us. It was then, uh, no, no, no. I did not show you that. I showed you something different. Showed us herogasm. No, no, no. Well, I, you showed me herogasm. I showed you herogasm, which they're thinking of adapting for season three. It just <laughs> won't be a fucking porno because <laughs> that's what herogasm like volumes one, two, and three. Yeah, it, it's oh. like it takes superhero tropes again and it flips them on its ass. Yeah, like I mean, it it's kind of doing what oh. I feel right now. What um, Watchmen did for superhero comics back then. Yeah, and like then, it showed that you can actually get in depth and more story with these characters. So we're but we're getting Herogasm. What they say they're hoping to do through adapting here a version of Herogasm in um, in season three. But so just oh. but for comparison's sake, the main beats of the story with uh, we with um, we Huey losing his girlfriend to A Train that happens. It's just it's slightly different. Butcher recruiting him. It's 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 the same premise. Us meaning the, the characters, the boys. It's the same thing. Um, but then some differences like, so we don't have translucent in the comic. We don't okay. he was made for the comic. The Huey infiltrating this tower doesn't happen. So like, you know, some of the plot points that make the show move and make it more interesting don't happen in the comic, but the main theme of the characters we're following. But I kind of like that they, does it, I kind of like the, that they do separ- that though. But does the, but does the, do the changes make it any less, uh, enjoyable from the, no, absolutely not. I would say, this is what this is thing. So like, I try not to be a purist when it comes to, I mean, to, you, to, to reading yeah. and watching something. So I try to look at it as like me. So like when I talked about this with my wife, I was like, Oh, you know, like she was like, Oh, but don't you feel like you ruin it by reading the whole series? And I told her like, no, I'm just, I want to feel the influence, see it when I watch Wait. it and then like catch Easter eggs or like references okay. that I may have not known about when I watched Absolutely. the season or so- the second season and then look forward to it. Because I just look forward to what they're going to do. Well, to me as a creator, I like that they do that. Um, and I like that they do that for certain comic book um, things. Because it's like, they still, like, a best example is um, what we had was with The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, um, the show was loosely based off the comics. They took um, some liberties, revisited stuff. Um, they changed up things to fit the show. And I think that that kind of worked out for the show. Because um, if you followed the comic to a T... It's like, you know, you're not doing anything new. You're just, you know, what are you doing for the fans? It's 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 like, you know, you have to have respect for I mean, they still have respect for the source material. They're still working with the source material, but they're also giving you new material so that even current fans of those type of like what they're doing with the boys right now, current fans who read the whole series, we're giving you new stuff. We're giving you new things to a lot, sink your a lot teeth of times into. Too, you get. Yeah. The adaptations that give birth to characters that become fan favorites that end up yeah. back into the originals. So, um, let's say uh, to one degree, we have Harley Quinn that ended up going from you know the Batman anime series to being mainstream. To being mainstream, <clears throat> or you yeah. have uh, characters like Daryl in The Walking Dead that is so beloved that you know everyone. Well, it's funny. <clears throat> Daryl was never a character right. in the Darryl comic was book. Never a comic yeah. And they created that character. They created that character, and no one said anything about it, like because he's such a good, like, pivotal character for that for that story. And even for Walking Dead, it gave Kirkman an opportunity to explore his characters. Yeah, right. Because right. Shane dies so early in the comic, 
he was able to use Shane a lot more in the show and kind of explore his character. Exactly. And I, and I think that, that for a creator or people who are getting to work on stuff, it's like it shows one, um, the staff's creativity, the writers and all that. How can you stay true to the source material, but yet at the same time, make it feel like a brand new property. And as you can see, the deep, um, from what we discussed, you said the deep is, um, pretty much different in the comic versus than what he is on the show right yeah he's really different so the deep in the comic is really plain um i would say the only difference the 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 i would say aside they made his character more interesting in the show than in the entire comic run the only main difference is that uh in the comic he's a he's a black dude and in the show he's this white i forgot he's like in the oh i think he's in it doesn't matter anyway um that's what they did. They didn't really do much with him in the comic. He was there. He could fly, but he ends up like, it doesn't do nothing yeah. in the show. They did the whole thing with his assault on starlight. And then flipping that whole thing of like, um, turning these guys who do this to women and like showing that they're just weak dudes who like, or who have their own sets of issues and like, doesn't, you know, doesn't, uh, yeah, it it, it they doesn't his, make it his, okay. His character was deep. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make it okay to do wow. any of that. Like that, none of that. Yeah, ever no, it okay. wasn't. And it's like, but it shows his insecurities as a person, mm-hmm. and they really like drove that home how insecure this guy is. How did you yeah. feel about the dolphin scene with him? That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that was on par with Boondock Saints and the cat scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abs- <laughs> abs- that's yes. one of the first thoughts I had. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like it's like even the conversation that he was having with the dolphin. You know him and the dolphin did something. <laughs> it's like oh, it was man. hilarious. And then the shit with the lobster. Oh god! Dude, oh, like, there were just so many moments where you're looking at this show and you kind of forget that it's a superhero show because it's you're so used to the happy and like let's give it like a PG thirteen for like CW like that, that kind of. And you're getting so gritty that you kind of just go, oh, right, I'm watching this kind of show. Yeah. Like, it's a whole different experience than, let's say, a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all these other shows. Yeah. And even to a degree, like, I'd, I'd even argue something like The Walking Dead or even um, uh, Happy, all these shows, they didn't get as gritty. Like no. happy is really messed up. Happy is probably the closest in terms of gritty. Gritty, yeah. Not even Umbrella Academy was gritty either. This was no. just in you your figure, face. Y- gritty. Even Deadly Class was essentially a really messed up. Like they're a school of assassins, but the boys and Happy are up there in terms of like what did I just watch? But it's yeah. like it's the deep. I mean, when you really look at his character, it's like first of all they introduce him. He's his asshole. Mm-hmm. And then it's like later on, they try to flip it where it's like you try to feel bad for the character, but then you're reminded like, no, this guy's an asshole. Karma's just kicking him in his ass. It's like, but it just leaves like, you know, where else are they going to develop this guy's storyline? What are they going to do? But like, it's not they, even, I don't even go with karma. I just, <clears throat> I just like what they, like they really show that he doesn't feel like he deserves to be there. He feels very secondary yeah. to the rest of the supers. Like he did what he did to Starlight to make himself feel to feel, to, feel, to feel big, to feel big. big, and like that may come. You know, I think maybe they're taking that from why they think men do that because yeah. they're insecure of who they are. Well, we, we say when again, the, when not when the, right, the, not approving, not saying it's okay, yeah. not saying you should be doing that shit. But I think that they they explored his character enough for you to for them to show that they're already filming season two. Yes, 
how how much do you think they'll go into the books? Because is the boys as a series done? Like that whole run is done? Yeah, it finished. They did it from it was like a four year run. It had like a four year run in the in the how, late. How many like issues or? There's seventy. Uh, I actually have it up. Um, there are twelve collected volumes with I think like seventy chapters, but with wow. three mm-hmm. side stories. So do you think we'll get at least what seven issues, something like more? I, I mean, seven they, could, issues, they uh, could run seven seasons. seven seasons. They could run seven seasons if they want to, but they could all. It also depends on how they on how they how, deliver it. How they deliver it because because what they did in season one, they took a lot of beats from different pieces. So that whole thing with Butcher's wife, you don't find out about her until later in the book. Oh, it's okay. a later book thing um, where they. It's a real main point for the show because. I don't yeah. think they thought the show was going to do that well. No, I got a second season. No, I know, but I just think that Netflix, I mean, not Netflix, mm. Amazon probably thought like, you know, we're going to give a chance with the show. And I yeah. think right now it's probably one of their biggest shows. It got it, a lot. It was uh, the most binge show like, yeah. ever yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. but Which was crazy considering that you had shows like the Marvel Netflix series. You had um, well the Marvel Netflix series they were great, but this was just something else. This right, was a beast of right. its own, and said, and people were talking about it. People were saying it's not yeah. your average comic book thing. You can watch it if you're not into comics and still enjoy it. Yeah, and still enjoy and I, it. Yeah. And I think they heavily pro like the ads for it were so plastered everywhere. Like I yeah. don't think I can like open up any piece of social media and could like avoid seeing the boys like anything. Yeah. It just got like to the point where like, and then as soon as the, that weekend where it like came out, like and everyone was talking about it, then you guys like, it you was it, it was unavoidable. Like, you could not help but just go, all right, I'm gonna pop it on and see what see what's up. And after that first like ten fifteen minutes, you're hooked. Like that's it. There's, yeah. If this is definitely one of those shows, um, if you're if you're hooked that first thing, you're good. If it's not for you, you're going to turn it off within the first 15 minutes. Yeah, but I think you, you, you got a, more people that were tuned part. in to the show. Because it's like, again, we, we've come from various different um, periods in superhero shows and movies. We've gone through the campy. We've gone through, like Marvel has done their thing to make things new. I mean, I even think DC now is trying their hand where they're talking about how Joker is just um, Oscar worthy. That's the rumor. Um and it it's got just a, like it got a standing ovation yeah. for eight full minutes and from the yeah. from the from Venice Film Festival yeah right. and uh, so I mean I think the boys was just one of those things that just was that film I mean like even Deadpool it's, it's a refreshing palate yeah. cleanser you, you figure we've been so oversaturated with a lot of the the, the cookie cutter stuff the for cutter, so long same like even content. like and, and and it's not nothing against what what's like being put out right now it's kind of a uh, supply and demand thing. Yes, we are in like demand for like, a think, lot of these adaptations to happen, but the supply is so heavy that it's like, how do you stand out from the rest? And they fucking nailed it on the head. With well, this. It, it's it's like I'm gonna give it a group. Like this, this is just my brief synopsis on stuff. Like first of all, what Marvel did is that they redefined um, the telling of a superhero story where it's and the intermingling of heroes. So they redefined that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had films such as Deadpool. Deadpool redefined the rated R rating for superhero film because without Deadpool's rated R rating, we wouldn't have got the film Logan, which Logan, in a in a way, that was more of a Western. It wasn't a superhero flick. It was a Western. 
Um, you've had, um, I mean, I'm going to put Shazam up there. Shazam kind of reintroduced the family element to superheroes. It was a little bit still cookie cutter, mm-hmm. but it did have those little bit elements. And I think this helped DC with their storytelling. Cause like even with Aquaman, Aquaman was one of those films. It was good. I felt right. like Aquaman was good, but it, but, I, but I think approaching, the boys, approaching a lot of these like yeah. bigger franchises for superheroes, like you said, like you turn it into a Western, you don't, you don't say like, this is a comic book adaptation you do yeah. say that but you when you present it it feels like a western yeah. this yeah. feels like that like even even if you look at um civil war S- civil war it was a spy movie um I mean, no winter uh, soldier soldier winter soldier was a spy movie, movie. uh Ant-Man silver and the wasp is like a heist movie like all these things are like certain elements where you want to hook in a casual or a, a yeah. non-fan you hook them in by saying this is a genre of this, or yeah. this, you know? Yeah, and it's like with Civil War, Civil War introduced the fact that because we really, up until this point, never really got superhero versus superhero like we did, like characters that proper. we were invested in. Yeah, proper. But these were characters that we were invested in, and they delivered. Because like even that year, Superman versus Batman came out, but they dropped the ball with that. We won't right. even get into that. That's been a running joke for like how long? That was just way in the white but line. They, line. But, they put, they put heroes against each other with like not even a full roster from yeah. what the comic gave us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where they delivered, they managed to retell that story, but still give it enough like weight that we all felt like, holy shit, this can really but, really shape the next phase of the of the yeah. of the MCU, you know? You basically left all those the, the scars that were made in that film Kind carried, of over. carried over and yeah. again that's the storytelling and then yeah. and it, it carried over again that weight in all the films because in the marvel films there's still that dark tone now you get the boys the boys showed you you can be gritty with these heroes and you can still tell a story not even, not even heroes no it, these soups. these suits right right yeah. because like, not even the end of the day, yeah, like, they, you, they show a different side of heroes where what would a person do? Yeah, with, with that, these powers? Yeah, with that and much power, like, and that celebrity. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get to the point where not everyone's gonna be a hero for the sake of just being a hero. You're gonna be a hero because it's fucking cool, and I get cool like gifts and props and like all these perks and all this other shit. And you're seeing this like unfold, and you're like, oh, they're assholes. Yeah, yeah. like, and it, and it kind of goes back to Brightburn. Remember Brightburn? It, it, Brightburn asked the question when, um, because pretty much Brightburn was a movie that took the Superman origin and flipped it on his ass. Right. It completely changed. Like, you know, what if Soups as a kid Absolutely. went this route? This is what this show did. It's like, okay, they're already adults. Oh, okay. Like, could you imagine, like, A-Train obviously is the Flash. Yeah. What if the Flash did something like this? Right, you wouldn't really consider him a hero anymore, and, and it's like, and it's also showing the ramification for a lot of their actions that we don't really get to see. Like, you know, A Train doing that had to do like all these like a press tour, a press release, and all this other stuff. We don't really see that in like the DC Marvel shows where they, or, even the, or even the collateral damage, because I right. think that was the influence that's, that's from a, the comics. It's like, what's thing. happening? When these huge battles happen, like you telling me that everyone's okay, like who's getting hurt? Like what's happening? Right. I mean, because I, I think we've I seen know. like our fair share of property damage. Like Man yeah. of Steel, big 
almost leveled all of Metropolis. I know DC you know I mean? tried that with the show because they had comics that were like called Damage Control, and they were comics. Yes, in I've the heard Marvel of that. And, and they tried, they tried and that DC really tried briefly for like a a little bit. For I think a it's show because they made it a real comedy, and that it, was one of the problems. I think. I think. The, just, I think. I I want to say only the pilot like popped off, and they were just like, never mind. Yeah. It, it was supposed to be like Vanessa Hudgens. It was, a, and a it was like a little people. bit of a small season, and yeah. it didn't really. It just got canceled because um, Alan, tu- Alan Tudyk played Bruce Wayne's cousin in that show. Right. Oh yes, yes. yes, I remember that show. Yeah, and like, it was yeah. like yeah. And so, but this is like again. I think this captures that because, you, like you said, the damage that people go through. Like, like the whole scene with the plane. Yeah, that it was. That was Man. like everything that can go wrong. That scene, that scene in the comic is fantastic. Oh, I, I heard sure. the comic. Yeah, it's, it's it holds just in it general. Hold, it holds more weight. There's, a, there, the it's kind of just showing you a no win situation, and how much amateurs they are. Yeah, at being actual heroes. Yeah, and the fact that their company is using them for publicity, and then how it was spun. Yeah, yeah. how it was spun, and then what's really interesting too is that you find that in the comic that the reason why they suck at actually saving people was to make was to was that so that public service can still has a job, so they don't get trained. Yeah, they don't get trained by firefighters or policemen or anything like that because they want to keep them out of civil and federal things. So when they made the call for the seven to go save the plane. They're, they it was like their first real operation to do something and they completely fuck it up. Oh yeah. Wow. Cuz like cuz the government is like we're not having soups and stuff and their company was like, "Well, we want them to we needed to do something good to promote our agenda, which is getting soups in the military." And then it was what was it um then the fact that yeah, they use it to and when the plane crashed, they were like, "Yeah, terrorists attacked the plane if we had got there earlier, if the government had allowed me to get there." Like, remember how Homelander yeah, spun that? Right. He was like, if the government had allowed us to get there earlier, we would have been able to save these people. When, in fact, he was the guy who caused the issue yeah. <laughs> with the yep. plane. He made it, yeah. And it so was much. like, it was, it was again, um, you don't see that a lot in mainstream. Like, I would say what would be close to that was probably Lobs Letfield's Youngblood run because Youngblood was a superhero team ran by the government. Um, okay. and I go, if that book really had more development and character development, we probably would be talking about that more. I mean, mm-hmm. great character designs, but, um, again, it, it kind of shows that a corporation involved the superheroes and the fact that they want to try to get government contracts. And it asks that question. Like, again, it shows the other side of the coin and asks the very important question of what do you, what essentially do you do with that much power? Yeah. And I think that like, they tried to capture there's that essentially too. a person in control of soups. Like you're, you're a god. You're basically Lex Luthor on steroids. Yeah, where where we look at our superheroes as Starlight. Starlight is the minority. Right, right exactly. Like she, she wants to be a, a hero. She yeah. wants to do good. She this wants. Is, this is like she doesn't believe. Like, in she is like the Booster, vanilla hero. Like if Booster that, Gold, but that she, we're used yeah. to. If Booster Gold was a dick, this would be <laughs> the boys. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, you know, Starlight's character, she, it, and, it, and it's kind of like, it was interesting seeing her transition and everything. And then it was like, oh, wait, I'm stuck in the middle of this. It's like, well, I have the, the, the shoes and then to see that her idols are actual assholes. And it's like, you know, I did this to be a superhero. I did this because I wanted to save people. And it's like, you know, this company basically dictates who's a hero and who's not because she was kind of threatened by that. 
through the series like oh do you want to be an a-lister or do you want to be like one of those b-listers which you said you you, you told us too it's on like in the comic there are b-list c-list and other teams yeah that we're probably gonna get to see yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of superhero teams she's part of she's part of one of the younger teams uh we also have the their x-men version which is called the g-men which they they briefly mention them in the first episode like talking about like the movies yeah. and how much money they made, so they briefly oh, mentioned the G Men. I I don't know why I heard that and immediately thought like FBI because isn't oh. that what they call? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like there's a whole there's a whole volume based off the G Men and, and Huey infiltrating one of their smaller groups because it's the same thing with X Men where there's a bunch of splinter groups of the like the main group. X Men just has a bunch then, of identity issues. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's what the G Men is. So you've got right. the main group of G Men, and then you've got like G Wiz and like like all this other. Okay, we've got the g-men of like the west coast and the east coast and like they're all it sounds like it's all, making fun it's, of the x-men it's fucking terrible because like the g with the g-men of the east coast and west coast are all black characters and they have to have beef with each other just like how the hip-hop game would have beef wow. with each other in the east and I the was, west yes wow. it's fucking as soon terrible as you, were, as you were saying it like my eyes yes. got more and more wide open and yes. i was just like no it's, they're it's, not doing this easy e is wolverine yo seriously biggie is the blob they really do a yo. whole bunch like, G- can i see those character designs like that would that's be, pretty dope yeah i so, mean again it's taking well, superhero well, well, tropes we'll and flipping later, them but, okay so scale of one to ten what do you rate the boys i'm gonna give it a fucking ten. Ten out of ten i'm gonna give it a ten a huge ten because it's like this it did something unique i mean again the idea is not original let's be honest the idea is not original but it took a lot of superhero tropes and flipped it on its butt and and, and it did it in a great fashion that has people still talking so Ten. <laughs> that's a no brainer, man. That's yeah. a that's an easy ten. Yeah, no, I love I love it. Yeah, I it's... love it. I watched it. Me and my wife were watching it. We thought the writing was so good. It made me invested in the characters. I wanted to learn it made me want to learn more about yeah, them. So obviously right. why I read the comics. And even though it's like it, it differs in its own way, I'm really excited to see what they go with. I'm really excited to see what they do with it. See yeah. and the one thing I love I... about the show that they did was that there's a number of characters that are that are gender swapped or they they change how they look and so some of the characters they're bringing in they're gender swapping them like one of the hero, one of the soups they're bringing in called Stormfront in the comics is this he's one of the first heroes he was in he was like a Nazi and they're bringing him in they're bringing him in next season but he's a woman I don't know if they're still going the Nazi route or he was part of Hitler youth I don't know if they're still doing that, but they're like they're gender wow. swapping some roles and stuff, which I think it's is pretty cool. Fine, and, you know, like, I think they handled it really well. I think they, like, they have you so invested in the story and in all like all the what the fuck moments are so like handled well, where it's not so what the fuck all the time in your face. You kind of get a chance to breathe. It's well paced, but you're also like conflicted because you want like billy's one of those characters where you look at him and you're like he has every right to be this person like he's like he he was that guy who was had a bad day essentially you know what i mean but at the end of the day you look at him the same way that mother's milk looks at him and goes i can't believe anything you say because you're a lying piece of shit basically he's just when you said bad day, he's basically Commissioner Gordon if he had one right. bad day. Exactly. And it's and everything's warranted, everything's valid. But even to some degree, you 
like empathize for Homelander who's finding out all this shit about his childhood. It's a fantastic pop culture phenomenon. I'm, I'm waiting to see all the cosplay that's probably going to come out New York City Comic Con. Oh, man. It's oh, going to be um, everywhere. Like, Dragon Con already had a few uh, yeah. Billy Butchers. They've yeah. had a few Starlights and whatnot. So it's definitely coming. And for it's, sure. it's definitely refreshing because, again, there's nothing against Marvel or DC, but it's always refreshing to see when stuff that is like indie or and all that um is isn't, starting isn't to quite come the up. mainstream yeah and you know it gives hope gives absolutely do yes. we want to cover all this other stuff the sony and all that because i know we've been gone for a while sorry guys we all agree that sony shit the bed yes he did yes they did and, sony and definitely shit the bed however disney was also in the wrong like it's one of those things where you but realize no, no, they're no, no, both no. wrong when they said that their Spider-Man franchise was already doing well before... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relax, homies. Relax. Again, I'm going to bring up Spider-Man 3. I'm going to bring up Amazing Spider-Man 2. The Sinister Six movie that never happened. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. The Aunt May movie that they wanted to make. Yeah. I mean, oh, they, wait, wait. I mean, that, and, and everybody remembers those Sony email hacks because those are movies that they wanted to make. It. I mean, come on. They're just going it, based off of Spider-Verse, which, again, that's not... Listen. Spider-Verse success and Spider-Verse with the small budget that it had, while the movie is fantastic and create an amazing animation, is not a forecast for success with your own Spider-Man no, it's franchise. Not. And, and this is the thing. It's a piggyback off of that. We wouldn't have Into the Spider-Verse if not that this most recent incarnation of Spider-Man was not successful, but also think that Into the Spider Verse also mm, didn't have not, not didn't have that also, didn't have that over the yeah, top executive executive. Unlike pull. what happened, it was yeah. a, it was a passion piece because it was such a right. small budget. I, I, yeah. I think I think it was a passion piece that was going to get done with or without Tom Holland's version. I think it was yeah. one of those things where, but I they just think that because that. but because of the success of Spider Man, and they Venom. didn't care. Well, Venom oh. Venom did successful overseas. It still failed domestically. As a movie, yeah. and, and people and also, give like, mixed reactions about it. I I've never finished the movie. Like I've I've watched. I have maybe a third I've... of it, and it, there's a lot. There's a I lot. mean, I mean, it the movie I saw. It's campy as hell. I enjoy the relationship of Venom and Tom Hardy, and but I will say thing, this Venom looks way better than Spider Man Three Venom. Yes, of course. Like, it does. I'm gonna give credit to where credits due. The Venom looks pretty dope. But the movie's fucking trash. The movie's trash, and then it strays so like oh, yeah. I'm 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 okay with straying from the source material as we talked about, but this strays so far from it. Like any adaptation that we've seen with Venom and Eddie has become like is a direct like after occurrence of him being with Peter. Like the hell? How, well, they they, how, they how said they Venom- want to make it. Um, off of um one of the comics, the lethal. But again, this is Sony but and execs does, getting involved he, that they don't know what they're doing. The symbolized chest and any of the Spider-Man abilities or Spider-Man-like abilities, if he's never seen Spider-Man. And I think part of the deal, because a lot of people want to shit on Marvel and Disney. I mean, you can't shit on Marvel because first of all, this was their character. This was a character that they make the comics for, toys and everything. Um, the only reason it landed in Sony's lap was because at the time before Marvel had that, before Marvel even got into movies, they were they going were bankrupt. Going bankrupt. Yeah, and they yeah. sold, and they sold some of the rights to some of their characters. And, um, for the and movie Spider-Man rights, is, not the full is, rights. The Spider- movie rights. Spider Man is one of the, the the most popular characters in all of comics. It sells like hotcakes. Yep. It is probably one of the highest grossing toys. Like. For any age kind of but thing. But you want to know what, what's funny so is this. So you get Spider-Man, you're going to be gold. You're going to be ranking in cash. 
they're banking on that. But then you're now crippling what could be potentially an even bigger, a like, bigger thing. franchise. And they and there's room to share. There's room to share because both companies can make money. Um, I think that Sony underestimates the power that is um, behind Marvel because Marvel at one point they they, they killed their no, no. own. Remember when Marvel at a point they stopped making new mutants. They stopped adding new mutant characters. They were killing off a bunch of mutants. They were killing off their most popular mutant characters because again there was the whole issue. They with were Fox like, "Yo, we're not going to get the, we're not going to get the properties back." Yeah, and so there was a whole issue with Fox, and I was like, "Don't estimate." And like, I I mean, I think I saw someone the other day complain like, "Oh, they're really going to now try to push Miss Marvel to be replacement of um, Spider Man and all that." Like, you can they can do that because mm-hmm. one, it gives them the it gives them the ability now. Okay, they're being forced to redevelop a current character that um you know is probably the newest of the character lineup and two you know i don't see marvel killing off spider-man soon but i can see them not really introducing new stuff for sony to use and that's one of the things that's probably going to because when they did miles morales and all that that was part of that um also like that was part of that ultimate spider-man run and everything but um, I can I can see them not being like you know what we're not going to create any new Spider-Man characters we're not going to create anything new for them to use in the Spider-Man universe, and that can then end up limiting Sony. And then, again, I respect everything; it's a business, but I don't see Sony being the stronger one between the companies, and I see them shit in the bed. I feel like I feel like they're being selfish, I, and I know it sounds like a whiny fanboy, like. Oh, yeah, but then you should does. just sell it back to Marvel. Da, da, da. But it's like, listen, yes, it was broken up before. You guys bought it and you guys own it outright. Cool. But the bigger picture, granted, there is a guarantee. There's no other way. There's a guarantee that when and if they sell, like them, like when they give Spider-Man up, if they go, here's $2 billion for Spider-Man. Marvel guarantee is going to make at least five times that amount with Spider-Man over the next 30 years, let's say. But even but even with Spider-Man though, Spider-Man is like their most is their most profitable product. So and something I was actually reading online was that there are people that are thinking or speculating that Sony or the pictures for Sony are going to be bought by or absorbed by another company. So that's an inevitable thing, and if that does happen, Spider-Man does go back to Marvel. But if 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 Sony sells uh, Spider-Man back to Marvel, that thing, that inevitable thing, may happen quicker than what they anticipated for. So, like you know what happened with Fox and yeah. Disney absorbing a lot of that shit. Some people have been saying that may well, happen. Sony Sony bought the company Insomniac Games um, like a little bit before uh, Far From Home came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember they that. they bought Insomniac Games, which created uh, the last Spider-Man game for the PS4. Which means that if ever Insomniac Games wanted to come out for with Spider-Man for any other platform, they could. But now they can't. So that was one of their like, let's keep it close to the vest kind of thing. The only thing Disney's ever been able to really do with him out or Marvel has been able to do uh, outside of uh, Tom Holland was the uh, Disney XD shows which personally yeah. I love. Now you basically leave them with a really shitty like ultimatum at the end of the day. Because it's like, we're going to keep this. You can't have this. Now what? And Disney, that mouse is looking at him like, I can buy you 10 times over. 
and still not break the bank. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to let Sony do their thing. Like, let's be honest, they're going to let Sony do their thing because, again, if you look at the track record before, because, again, it's kind of like he, I feel like this current president of Sony kind of put his foot in his mouth because you have, he's like, he said that we already had a good track record with Spider-Man before. No, look at these Sony emails, look at, uh, like, you completely dropped the ball, like, you completely dropped the ball with the whole death of Gwen Stacy. You this was a pivotal moment in the comics. You could have done something about this, but this was wasted. Why? Because in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie, you were too busy pushing the Sinister Six. Too many execs. Why did the Spider-Man 3 fail? Because you wanted this villain, you wanted that villain. There was too many characters in the movie, and you guys didn't know how to do what you were doing. Um, what was it? Um, Sam Raimi, um, and he, he, he doesn't like the movie himself, and he was the director behind it, but that was like, you know what they wanted to do with Spider-Man 4? Was that they wanted to completely flip a character, Felicia Hardy, who's known as the Black Hat. They wanted to make her the Vulture in Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire. Oh, no. And again, oh, how would that have set well with fans? <laughs> that um, nope. Yeah, and again, these were, um, again, if you look at the Sony hacked emails, a lot of the dumb ideas that Sony was looking to come out with, some of those ideas came to fruition and they, and they bombed. Like, there was right. really nothing that Sony can do. <laughs> That really um gives me a positive light right now of what they can do with Spider-Man. Yeah. Unless the, the execs are not involved and you have people who love these properties actually involved, keep the execs out, maybe we might have a flicker of a chance. I mean, but even when it comes to that track record, he's not talking about he's not talking about Spider-Man's one, two, and three and Amazing's one and two. Like, no. When he talks no. about the track record, he's literally speaking of two things. Which is Venom. Into the Spider-Verse and Venom. Yep. Because those are the two latest those are the two latest Spider-Man projects they did that ended up being profitable for them. Yeah. But like, I don't know where you see the property going because at this point, you've now taken Spider-Man out of the sandbox. You took, him, now, you took him out of the sandbox? And he now has to use his him, cast threw, of characters. Threw him back into the Venomverse, because let's be frank, that's what that, that's going to yeah. be, and try to introduce his Spider-Man with a character that should have came after Spider-Man was already in it. Let's be honest. They're using... They're using the popular popularity that Marvel built for this character. Yeah. Because how did we do, how did we get reintroduced to Spider Man? Was in Civil War. Wasn't in his solo Spider Man movie. It was in Civil War. So we knew that this Spider Man was part of a bigger sandbox. Now that you're gonna pull him out of it, you you can't retcon a whole backstory for this character. He's already gone through how many no. events? He's gonna have to exist with the events he did, but you can't name them. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, can't, you, can't you, you can't name it. You can't talk about the. You can't talk about the 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 yep. snap. You can't talk about how anyone came back. You can't talk about the influence that Tony Stark yeah. has had on this. Tony character. Stark doesn't exist. Yeah, right. And it's like you you haven't like this is this is this is where the failure comes in. First of all, you haven't really introduced your version of Uncle Ben yet. You have it. And we've already seen Uncle Ben through how many times and all that. Go through all this shit. So we, we, we already know. We all know the Spider-Man origin, how Uncle Ben has had a major part in Spider-Man's life. Right. But this version of Spider-Man, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, we see how Tony Stark's character for the MCU has been a major player in his life, even in Homecoming. Right. When he, you know, Tony Stark entrusted him something and him to graduate into a hero. Yeah. And even the villains... The villains themselves, both Vulture and Mysterio, both were tied to Tony Stark. Right. So it's like, then how do you and go? Major, like the way they did it, they set up so perfectly to have. Just, oh, oh and then, and it's that ending of that movie. 
Yeah, that's what it's like. Know. So then, how are you going to follow up with this? It's like again, and then he doesn't have the help you, from the other MCU's you characters. You can't, you can't pull like you. They already invested so far into Tom Holland in the MCU for Sony to pull the plug and be like, "Oh, we have stuff as a like countermeasure to this as a backup plan." I call bullshit. I mean, if they I want to they it. if they decide to pull him after Homecoming. Before Infinity War, before Endgame, right? Like you could, you, you can could. make an argument that they could do something with him. But He's, the minute he no. goes to Infinity War, he gets snapped. Five years happen. He comes back. That's a whole. At this the, point, Tony it, dies in his arms. The, the, there's like you can't. There's a lot. There's a lot. The invested. best thing they could do is let go of Tom Holland. Yeah, which would suck because ultimately. Best Spider-Man. And Marvel introduces Night Monkey. Best Spider-Man Peter Parker we've had. Yep. He's, and he's loved the character. Like, you can tell he's so in love with no, the character. No, he, he would be one of those Marvel characters that would be with the next phase for X amount of years. Like, we would get a Spider-Man that's literally growing up in front of our eyes. See, we're going we're yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna to learn the fate because, first of all, you still have Sony coming out with the Morbius movie. I think part of the deals were that they were looking to... Um, Helped Sony more with um and Disney was going to look to put fifty fifty of the cost. Yes, yeah, so part of the deal was that Kevin Feige was going to help create up do their properties. So Venom two with probably Carnage, Morbius, and then they would take on. Uh, the original deal was that Sony did a hundred percent of the production cost, and then Sony w- uh, Marvel would get five percent of first first ticket gross or whatever that is. So maybe weekend or tickets pre tickets. I don't know how the math works out, but five percent of that. Then the what Disney wanted to do, Disney wanted to do a fifty fifty split of everything. So fifty fifty of your production cost, fifty fifty of the revenue, which in the end may look like it looks like it's taking away from Sony because it's a fifty fifty percent revenue um yeah. thing. But if you do the percentages of how much you're spending in production, you cut those in half plus how much you're making in revenue, you eventually will make more back. money yeah. in the long run because you're going to use Spider-Man for fucking everything. Yeah, you got to, and if, and they're talking about that they wanted that deal to not only carry over with Spider-Man but other characters in the Spider-Verse to help develop. Like yeah. again, that would have carried over to Venom, and that would have been, that the, and, and that's the first deal too. That's like so whatever. That's the first deal. We want a fifty-fifty. Sony wants to came, come back and be like, we want a forty, you know, forty-five or forty-sixty, or yeah. just to come back and kind of have a dialogue. And it, it, and again, you don't know what's happening in these boardrooms. No, you don't. But, but it comes off as like saying Disney was like, this is what we want, and Sony's like, let's just stick to the old deal. You make our movie a billion dollars every time. And we'll just fund it, and, and we're not going to. And we're not going to negotiate. And that's the thing that people fail to see is that Disney and Marvel delivered. They delivered Sony a billion dollar franchise, something that Sony couldn't do. They couldn't do with any of their movies. They, you, do we? We could go for hours on it. And, and again, we we. What's the verdict? Do do we give a thumbs up to Sony or thumbs down? That's I'm a huge thumbs down. Big thumbs down. I mean, down everyone. Everyone. I just. I just think when you read and you see all the. You read all the shit online and everyone's like defending Sony and bashing Disney. And I get that people bash Disney because Disney buys everything. Like, I'm, I I see you. I see you saying yeah. that. But there's no need for Marvel, all of Marvel's properties to not belong to Marvel. Right. Like, I'm sorry. They need to, yeah, they need to they, be. It's a Marvel property. It's a Marvel property. It should be with Marvel so we get the best entertainment because we're still going to see these fucking movies. You may still be on Sony's side and you may still defend them, but right. you're still going to see Marvel movies. 
for for the future of you know Sony can still make the animated it can make the games the future for for like entertainment as a whole in the future like having look at what DC's done with all their properties and not having like their heads together it's a clusterfuck MCU has been dealing with like half a deck and just fucking put out banger after banger after banger. For fucking 10 they years. Came Come on. Out with Guardians of the Galaxy, the most obscure characters, one of the most obscure properties that no one knows about. Right. And you had to be a purist as a fan to really know these characters. And they made them a success. And your first, and your first phase, phase of movies was, was, with, was with B and C characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know? literally I knew it. I knew who all those characters were. But, but they, they weren't Spider Man and the X Men, right? <laughs> Hulk is Hulk is another one we gotta talk about. Well, Hulk is well, Hulk is easy because even though he his well Hulk and Namor, even though his rights are with Universal, their their uh, agreement with them is that they can't do solo films, but he can do uh, team ups. Yeah. yeah, so that's which that's, is why we're getting Namor in Black Panther. Yeah, too. yeah. allegedly. Or is it confirmed? I'd, it's, it's still allegedly everyone has been talking that it should be with Black Panther because of the way where Atlantis and Wakanda are and how their rivalry is right. and bringing Namor in as a bad guy and then he switches or some shit happens. And well, and then also we, we had... Uh, where he floods like Wakanda, which will be fucking dope if that's what he does. Listen, I would love to see that on the big screen. <laughs> love to see that on the big screen. But they also kind of half reference them in Endgame. Yeah, the, the, uh, the earthquake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little nugget there. I think, I think that's it. Why would they do that? Yeah. They could have used any other type of event. They could use a fucking volcano. Yeah, but they used an earthquake off the coast. Like, come yeah. on, man. Disney Plus. Well, we know where Disney Plus is going. Every it's, it's going to be take my money. <laughs> Facts. Well, that Mandalorian Last trailer. Yo, I am excited. And then all the new Disney shows. Mm-hmm. All the new Disney shows, man. I'm so excited. Like, it, it was one of those things where I was like. I knew I was going to get Disney Plus. The only reason why I'm like about Disney Plus is because it doesn't have Hulu Plus, which I find so like. I think but you confused. know, well, we're still we still don't know. Yeah, we still don't know. We still, we still don't because know. they're talking about there might be a package that they're going to do with yeah. all Give the Disney the stuff Hulu together, Plus. That's which why also I, would include ESPN. Too. Yeah, that's why I didn't do the three year. Yeah, the three year buy for for Disney Plus because if I still have Hulu ads free, so I'd rather just get a package that has everything together and have one bill. Yeah, because right. that's one of the rumors. But it's like Disney. Disney Plus is going to change up the streaming game, and oh, I think for sure every, well, that release that re- that once a week release bullshit. I'm not happy about. Yeah, well, you if you well, notice, it's, it's not across the board, but no. it is, but it is going to. But for the I main shows, other, right, those yeah. shows we're excited for there, are going to be once there a week. Are, there are shows like, but if you think uh, like about it, like think about it, someone binge watches like, and then they cancel. Right, like they have something like um, Patriot with uh, Hasan Minhaj. That's a weekly show that comes out. Cool. But there's other shows. Well, that's a where, news show, so that makes sense, right? But there's a news shows, but but also, or, or it's a new show and a news show. I, I caught that. My bad. <laughs> um, but it's also like they've grown us so accustomed to like binge culture that taking that option away from us is kind of like, yo, everyone else is doing it. Like well, I think, it, I think Hulu might be the only one who's still doing episodic. Like they're doing one by one. Yeah, but they, Handmaid's, but they, Handmaid's Tale Handmaid's is, was week, is week to week. But then, but, uh, but, but I wait. But, but I didn't. The, me and Hulu, my wife didn't watch. Hulu it. is seventy five percent owned by Disney, so I wouldn't be surprised. They already have that model. But yeah, but they, they. But that's already an established thing. Netflix was like, we don't do commercials. We don't do episodics. We do everything right then and there. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they think they, and now, they started And that, now you got right? Amazon Prime dropping shows left and right, giving you the full season of holy shit. Yeah, well, that's because Amazon has a blank check. But Yo, again, I think make, that, yeah. Amazon makes so much money that they have their original movies and shows, and they can just be a bunch of shit until they get the good one. Yeah. yeah. Like with the boys. Like, it's is, just like, here you go. Here's all this stuff. We're eventually going to get one. Thank you all for joining us. We were really happy to come back on the air and discuss and shoot the shit with you. We've had to reschedule and everyone was busy, but we're really excited to finally get get this new episode out and try to get back to our regularly scheduled programming time to get you more content out there. Scheduled. We have a schedule. <laughs> we, have a, we don't have we just record and we don't. We don't. We, we I'm trying to give the trying to give the facade of, of, of a schedule and you guys just fucked it up. Thanks. <laughs> yes, um, we did. I finally after much consideration and peer pressure from these assholes, <gasps> yep, my Instagram is now tone from the cross the hall one word. Yay! Yay! Let's go! Doom, doom, doom! No still, more underscores. I still don't post shit, <laughs> but you can't follow me if you Listen. are ever so inclined for whatever fucking reason. Yes, <laughs> man. Some, some fire content just needs to be made. We got you, fam. Got you. Uh, that's me, Seabass. Where can they find you? You can find me at Sebastian Bonet Art on Instagram, SebastianBonetArt.net. And you can find me on Facebook at Sebastian Bonet. I would say Twitter, but I don't post anything on Sebastian Bone. Yeah, our Twitter game has been pretty light because we haven't been doing much. But our Instagram, our Instagram has been getting traction. Oh, yeah. We've been growing steadily with followers. So thank you thank for you following guys. us. Thank you. And and listen and looking really at our us. looking at our memes and watching and listening to our content, we really appreciate it. This has been a we love you guys. This has actually been a really fun experience. You can find me at Towels by Law. You can uh, find me on Instagram. I am creating new YouTube content coming out very very soon uh, after you hear this. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm actually more active on Twitter than I've ever been. Facebook. Um, you can also find me at. You can't be serious, comic. We're now on a monthly schedule, so every fifteenth of the month we will be releasing new content. Um, and the animation has a date. Uh, Ooh, very we cool. are looking to put out the first animated um, episode for "You Can't Be Serious" uh, due on Halloween. Ooh, okay. which which is also when uh, Tommy's band is dropping uh, their video that I shot for them, Spooky Molder. So Very cool. For that. I want to say thank you to our sponsor, and Beyond. Again, for those that showed up to and Beyond Con this past August, thank, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for showing thank up. You, thank you, thank you. Uh, from what I again, from just reiterating from what I heard from the guys, it was a fantastic success, and we're very excited to see what we do next year. Um, to the next time. It's your boy Tone from across the hall. It's your boy Law. It's your boy Sebastian. Peace. Stay nerdy.